Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 784, Anxiety, by Becca Shern of minimalwellness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there, with permission from the websites, of course. And today is actually a very special day. Today is the three-year anniversary of this podcast, and it's all thanks to you. So thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing to this show. I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you. So before I start getting all teary and misty-eyed, I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short for you today. Let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. Anxiety by Becca Shern of minimalwellness.com. When I became a registered dietitian in 2006, anxiety wasn't on my radar as a consideration when working with clients. But during the decade from 2007 to 2017, the U.S. saw a staggering increase in people suffering with anxiety. 18.1% of the adult U.S. population now struggles with an anxiety disorder, making it the most common mental health issue. More than a decade into my career, I've worked with hundreds of clients who identify anxiety as a primary health challenge. The millennial generation has come to be known as the anxious generation. Those in this generation were kids in the late 80s and 90s and are now in their mid-20s to mid-30s. Many of us grew up on diets filled with processed foods, sugar, and unhealthy fats. We gulped down soda, munched on fat-free cookies, slurped down bowls of sugar smack cereal and gobbled microwave macaroni and cheese to our heart's content. Our gut microbiomes were decimated by indiscriminate use of antibiotics for ear infections, the common cold, and acne. Millennials were also the guinea pigs for potent new stressors, the ubiquity of social media, hours of screen time, and smartphones. We also tend to be less connected to traditional support systems such as family, long-term communities, and religious faith. Of course, all of these issues are quickly permeating other generations. Effectively managing anxiety depends on the individual and can require a multi-pronged treatment approach, including counseling with a psychologist and possible pharmacotherapy. But there are numerous strategies related to diet and lifestyle that can dramatically improve the severity and intensity of anxiety symptoms. The diet that surfaced in the 80s and prevails today is high in processed foods, sugar, and is low in healthy fat. It provides little for our brains and microbiomes in order to function optimally, but gives ample fuel for disease. The lack of healthy fat starves our brains of the building blocks required to promote cognition and states of happiness, satisfaction, and calm, especially omega-3 fats. 
while the lack of fiber denies beneficial gut bacteria the fuel required for their flourishing. If you add in a few rounds of antibiotics, you knock out many of these good bacteria, which leaves the gut open for repopulation by invasive and opportunistic bacteria. Research in mice shows that a lack of gut bacteria produced in sterile conditions or after being given antibiotics produces anxiety symptoms. While more research is needed to determine the exact pathways and clinical applications of this new microbiome information in humans, the insight is illuminating. Including gut health and therapeutic treatment protocols is likely to yield positive results for overall mental health, including anxiety. So, what can be done from a dietary point of view to reduce anxiety? One, limit added sugar intake to no more than 25 grams per day for women and no more than 35 grams per day for men. Less is better. Two, consume caffeine and alcohol in moderation. Three, increase brain health supporting omega-3, monounsaturated, and polyunsaturated fats. Four, eat a whole food-based diet with tons of non-starchy vegetables, ample healthy fats, and low to moderate amounts of low glycemic index carbohydrates. Five, if you think you're sensitive, experiment with going gluten or grain-free, depending on your condition. Six, replenish your microbiome by consuming probiotic foods like kimchi, sauerkraut, kombucha, kefir, and yogurt every day. Seven, experiment with foods for improving your gut health. And eight, consider targeted supplementation based on your needs like B-complex vitamins, vitamin D, or magnesium. Health challenges like anxiety don't occur in a vacuum and are unlikely to be fully managed with improved diet alone. We should take steps to live in a way that promotes all types of health, mental, physical, emotional, and environmental. Here are some key strategies to implement for a lower anxiety life. One, get seven to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep every night. Two, be physically active. Move your body every day. Three, don't smoke tobacco. Four, learn to meditate and make time for meditation practice every day. It's like weight training for the brain. Five, get outside, take a walk, go on a bike ride, enjoy the sounds of naturally running water, get your hands dirty in a garden. Six, put your phone down and turn off your computer. Seven, connect with people in person and engage with your support system. And eight, find what works for you. Baths, saunas, use of essential oils, and yoga. These are all time-proven anxiety reducers. If listening to these anti-anxiety dietary and lifestyle interventions gives you anxiety, try to focus on making just one change at a time. Break down the behaviors you want to develop into small steps. Make them as achievable as possible. For example, you could commit to walking outside for five minutes every day. With a five-minute walk, the bar is set low enough that we know we have the ability to do it. We can all find a spare five minutes and after that first minute outside, we often realize it feels good to move our bodies and five minutes might turn into 10, 20, or even longer. Another helpful strategy is to link the behavior you're trying to develop to another habit you currently have. For example, you can link meditation with brushing your teeth. Once you've mastered those new habits, build on them. Perhaps taking a five-minute walk turns into a five-minute jog. Perhaps five minutes of yoga meditation turns into 10. We need to recognize that these small steps won't alleviate anxiety on their own, but with time and persistence, the compounding effects of positive habit stacking will help us feel better. Our lives are built choice by choice, habit by habit. 
we can overcome anxiety one small deliberate step at a time. You just listened to the post titled Anxiety by Becca Shern of minimalwellness.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I just recently got finished with a two-week staycation. I basically took two weeks off from work, didn't go anywhere. I was basically at home the entire time, but I turned off my computer, especially my work email, and decided I just needed to take some time to decompress for myself. Oh, and yes, I recorded a lot of these episodes in advance. Hopefully you didn't notice. But what ended up happening was like the first couple of days was really difficult. I so badly felt like I needed to check my work email, especially. I was so used to answering emails on weekends and in the evenings. Not doing that felt really odd. And so when Becca listed tip number six, putting your phone down and turning off your computer, that really jumped out at me. Because after the first couple of days where my anxiety actually went up when I didn't check my email, I realized I felt so much freer. At some point, it felt like a weight was being lifted, that it was okay that I didn't have to constantly check my work email, that it was okay that I had this designated vacation time where I didn't have to respond to colleagues and my students. And it ended up feeling really good. Now, in the past, I've tried things like yoga, which does really work for me. It's, it's fantastic, but I often find myself preferring to do some cardio or weight training instead. I just need to make the time for yoga specifically. I've also tried flotation therapy, where you're in basically a water tank in complete darkness and in complete silence, and you're there floating in the darkness. That one didn't work so much for me. I found my brain, my mind was racing the entire time. But just as Becca mentioned, try different things. Do it just for five minutes. Do it for one minute if five minutes seems like it's too much and see how you like it. And then when you find something that you do like, you'll end up doing it for five minutes, 10 minutes or longer. You'll stay consistent with it. And then before you know it, you'll be finding activities that will help you reduce your anxiety and help you feel better. All right, that'll do it for me for today. Thank you again for listening. Whether you've been listening since the very beginning, three years ago this day, or for three days. Thank you for continuing to listen. That's what keeps this show going. I can't thank you enough. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing the show with someone. It's because of you that I do this. Now, I'll be back here tomorrow for our usual Friday Q&A, so thank you for sending in your questions also, and definitely come back for that where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show, and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together, we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.